Hello, welcome to the Sharp Angles Podcast. I am Dan Pizzuta, joined here by Rich Rebar. Rich, here we go. Week 12, uh, we just got through Thanksgiving. We're recording this before Thanksgiving. You'll be hearing this afterwards, so I hope uh, all of your Thanksgivings uh, went well. Uh, but here we are, setting up for uh, a mostly full slate of of Sunday games mm-hmm. because there there were three, but still no buys. That was a uh, a big worksheet week uh, for you. But uh, here we go. How, how are we feeling this week? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the first time we had to write up 16 games in a condensed uh, time period. So it was definitely an adventure to kind of break the rust off uh, in that capacity. But yeah, we're two thirds of the way through the NFL season now after this week. So pretty, pretty wild that we're already this deep into not just the NFL season, but the calendar year. You know, I don't know how it goes down at your house, but, you know, the Christmas stuff's already starting to come out and it's like really turning here uh, to the holidays. Yeah, I uh, there have been uh, a few packages um, not uh, purchased by me that have showed up to uh, my apartment uh, over the past you know week or so with some Christmas decorations. So uh, it it appears we're we're going to be in in full swing here uh, very soon. <laughs> Yeah, you know, my wife actually tries to kick me out and not have me around to help. She's like, I'd rather you just leave and let me do it by myself. There we go. That's that's the way. You've, Get out of you've, my way. you've mastered that one. Get out of my way. Um, yeah, in a uh, in a one bedroom apartment just outside of New York City, there's there's not a lot of room to yeah, be doing no that. Yeah, there's no Yeah, but yeah, there we go. Like it it is crazy that we are this far into the season. It just feels like it's it's flown by in in some ways it kind of feels like it's dragged on a little bit in ways that like we kind of know things at at the top and we've kind of known those things like we were at a point where you know the chiefs again like best team in the league um it's just like things in that way are just repeating themselves um we know some things at the bottom like the the bad teams are going to be bad but of course the the theme of the season has been just all of these teams in between that can be great one day can be terrible the next and uh it just in in a way like it it, it's something new every week but also a little bit of the same every week just because we the same three-point games uh that we're seeing it just kind of the team on top uh is is a little different. So, no, I mean, you look at last week, man, that those games, especially in the one o'clock slate, like those games are objectively terrible football. It was like, it was just, it was just a bunch of bad football. Like the NFL can keep telling us like, they're happy that the games are close and it's keeping you to the end. But like, no one wants to watch a movie for someone to tell you, it's like, Hey, this movie's bad, but the ending's good. Right. Like, like no one's ready to set two and a half hours aside for that. Like, that's not like a, a carrot. Like, the, the games were bad last week. Like those games were bad football games. We watched a lot of bad football on Sunday. Yeah, that that has been the case uh, quite quite a bit. Um, Except for Chiefs brought it home, baby. They did Chiefs Chargers. We can we get Chiefs Chargers to play seventeen times a year? Yeah, uh, that would be a lot of fun. Actually, um, the, the Chargers would still probably end up going like zero and seventeen with like a. <laughs> negative three point differential differential. (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so maybe that wouldn't work out great for the chargers but yeah like that that was the game that we were kind of hoping for and that was the the game we got also shout out to to the 49ers for just making monday night football uh very clear and decisive uh and not having to and that that's kind of been kind of one of the worst things about some of these primetime games that like have been kind of close, even though they haven't been great. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to keep watching them till the end, but shout out to the 49ers for just making that one fairly decisive uh, and, uh, and not making us stick around uh, till the end in that one. Yeah, so Niners, they look like, and they're getting the, the public steam as well now, but I mean, obviously they're on Monday Night football, but I mean, if, if Jimmy G just like doesn't, and we might, we'll, we'll have this conversation in the postseason, surely. Like, they're going to go as far as Jimmy, like, does he box this at any point? But the dude just has to play point guard on this offense. That's it. Yeah. And there's a couple of things where, like, he is for what Jimmy G is, like, playing a little better than what that had been in like previous iterations. A little and more aggressive. That- yeah, yeah, being more aggressive, more throws down the field outside the numbers, just more throws downfield uh, a little bit, killing the intermediate area, and that's kind of where uh, a lot of put things we were kind of hoping would open up. Um, you know, there was that one play he made, uh, the the scramble kind of out of structure, which is just like the 
weist Jimmy G yeah. type of play. <laughs> um, it's just like one of those where we're like, oh no, this is going to go terribly wrong. And then, and then it works out. And it just kind of feels like, especially since Christian McCaffrey got there, there are just so few ways for this offense to go completely wrong, uh, which I think is kind of the point, right? And that's kind of why we have seen this offense to be so good. It's why we've seen uh, Jimmy Garoppolo be just so uh, efficient right now. He is currently, uh, what is like fourth? Well, uh, as I tried to load Shumidi, yeah, fourth in, in EPA per play right now. And like, that's not, completely a you know jimmy garoppolo thing that is a jimmy garoppolo inside the san francisco offense with these types of, of players thing but again like that's exactly what you're wanting him to do and he's not making the mistakes like you said like he does have to play point guard but in previous iterations of like jimmy garoppolo he was playing point guard well and then you just you had like the jimmy g interceptions right it's like yeah. the, the famous like when you're playing cover three you have the the robber come down and he just throws that all the time he's not really doing that this year especially over the past couple weeks so that is what is completely raising the ceiling uh, of this um of the san francisco offense and then you you add mccaffrey there they're switching up some of those looks you had him out wide with debo in the backfield uh on a, on a play on monday night so there's just like so many different things uh they can be doing the ways they can manipulate the defense uh, and then you have a their defense which is is coming back on after it had a, a couple down weeks getting a little healthier and yeah like they they do look like they should be one of the clear contenders in the nfc yeah, I mean, that was the thing with, you know, a lot of people were obviously excited when they got McCaffrey, but you brought it up like, uh, you know, a lot of teams playing cover three, cover one have always been like Garoppolo's bugaboo, right? Because he wants to go over the middle of the field, but you've got Christian McCaffrey now like soaking up guys in that area, like defenders and drawing attention. Like the touchdown he threw to Ayuk, three dudes are floating over to McCaffrey, you know, and, that, and yeah. he, he's able to go backside and hit Ayuk, uh, which who was like his third read on the play. I mean, McCaffrey's involvement on that type of stuff, because you put him on like little Texas routes and choice routes in the middle of the field, it's going to clear out some of those issues that he has with those coverages. And that's kind of what we have seen him kind of utilized as. And like, I wasn't even thinking when they acquired Chris McCaffrey that like, oh yeah, they'll just get Elijah Mitchell back too. And they'll just have a second half hammer back if they want it, if they, the game script affords them to, to do that. And that's kind of what happened on Monday night. I mean, Elijah Mitchell plays three snaps in the first half, 49ers get out ahead. And then they're like the second half, we're just going to run down your throat with this fresh running back. Like, good luck. Uh, and yeah. So, I mean, it, it yeah, is right. And then that's, <laughs> you don't, so you don't have to be McCaffrey doesn't have to play 96% right. of the snaps. Like he had been in, in yeah. Carolina. Uh, you, you can save him, especially when, if a game gets out of hand like that, uh, you just have that, that closer, like you said, and that's, it is. It's just it, there's so many pieces uh, in this San Francisco offense right now that it's just like you can plug and play all of these different things, um, and it's one of those things where like it's it, so many pieces can move right. Like if you have a Christian McCaffrey who can move all over the place, that doesn't really work if like you can't move anyone else around. Yes. <laughs> but the fact that you can move everyone else around in this offense, right? You have Debo in the backfield. Right? You can can move around a little bit. You obviously have, have Juszczyk who can, you know, do what Kyle Juszczyk has been doing. So you have all of these different pieces. And uh, I, I think that's, that's only going to get better, right? This was really like the first time we saw all of those pieces together for like a, a full game. Um, and... Yeah, it, it looked good. And and I'm only expecting them to continue to to build on that as the as the season wears on. And like they, they get a Saints team this week. Uh that's just I mean, they're fine on defense. It, it, the offense isn't going to be, you know, putting any the type of pressure uh, on them to, to score more points. And I mean, you look at New Orleans, like they're getting a little more pressure than they have been. Uh, you know, that they were over the first, you know large stretch of the season but still like it's not a thing that's you're really worried about that san francisco is just not going to be able to you know dictate whatever they want to do on that side of the ball yeah the saints are kind of a weird team like they're they're good enough to beat like these bad teams and good enough to lose the bad teams obviously because two weeks ago they lost the steelers um but yeah you look at last week because if stafford doesn't get injured in that game who knows what the outcome of that is right yeah. like that game is pretty it's it's going back and forth at that point stafford gets injured and the saints kind of pull away uh they're really their offensive line has just kind of been like the biggest achilles heel on offense i mean they can't really pass protect they can't run the ball at all alvin kamara just is 
really not getting any type of like any type of efficient touches really it's been kind of a struggle which is really kind of odd they moved him around a little bit last week and got him in some space but still like you look at his output like he figured he'd be carrying things like in an offensive climate like this right and like he's not getting jammed at targets because they can't really run the football um but yeah the saints are just kind of what i guess we kind of thought they were going to be for the more or less like at this point yeah, and and potentially like worse than we thought. Like I was low on the Saints and just like their general outlook for the future. Uh, but the fact that they they fully like it, yeah, I thought they'd be better than this. Yeah, I, I thought this was definitely in the range of outcomes. Um, and there was certainly a a point where like this could have been like a, a top five pick they were given to the Eagles. And uh, I think I like said that during the trade, when, mm-hmm. when that draft day trade happened, they gave up that first round pick. Um, but yeah, it's just like for them to be as just kind of hopeless as, as it looks like going forward for, for whatever this is. And like, there's, there's really no quick fix for 2022 mickey loomis is uh gonna try to quick fix it uh, there's always money in the banana stand for mickey. i'm sure and like they're they're <laughs> in a point where like they they have to right like they there is no way they like can kind of undo kind of the path they are in right now because they still have Jameis under contract for for next year um they'd sign him to a, a two-year deal mm-hmm. right so like you, you still have that money. Like you obviously don't have a first round pick to try to like speed up uh, any like quarterback developmental thing. Although they might have a Sean Payton pick coming in, but obviously like you don't want to bank on that as being like your main rebuilding piece there. So yeah, it's just, they, they are in, in a real weird place. Um, and they're just one of those teams that is going to, like, we have a lot of them. They're just going to have to really figure out what they are and what they want to be um, in the off season. Uh, but while, while we do this, man, like 49ers Saints is, is whatever, but next week, 49ers Dolphins, mm. like, there we go. And that's, we don't, we don't want to do like a, we don't want this to be like a, a look ahead game and, and think that, you know, this is a, a trap game that we're talking about 49ers Saints, but at 49ers Dolphins. Yeah, in Dolphins, Texans. Yeah, Dolphins, Texans this week. I'm excited for that because, like, we know what we have with the 49ers, but I'm ready for the Dolphins to start playing good teams at this point. Like, you know, that's where I am with them. I want to see them punch up. And obviously, you punched up, you beat the Bills at home earlier in the year. Uh, but I really am excited for the stretch that they have coming up where they play 49ers, Chargers, Bills in a row. And that's kind of be like where, because I'm, I, you know, we were high on the Dolphins coming in, but like, I do want to see them punch up. I mean, they've been really smoking some really bad football teams the last month and so i'm ready for them to, to, to get up in a weight class we see what we really are working with here yeah obviously like it's been a thing for a while like one of the best ways we know what good teams are is if you can handle bad teams yeah, and that's obviously out, yes. what they've been doing yeah <laughs> blowing out bad teams is actually the best sign of a good team and in a yeah. time in the nfl where there aren't a lot of good teams that's really our, our best sign but yeah like you said it, it hasn't been the most difficult schedule uh but it, man that's that's gonna be fun uh, i did that's like maybe matchup of the year or right now of like things i'm i'm excited to see just these two offenses going against um you know those opposing defenses too it's just gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun um so there's there's been a lot of news just going on so it, it feels like any game like we were going to talk about has somehow like if there's not a new quarterback uh, for the game there, you are in the minority right now. Like we, we had the, the Zach Wilson benching, which like, it, it just makes sense. Like you just kind of had to kind of about it last week. Yeah. You need to do one, one of two things. And they chose that finally the, the, the option that they probably should have either, either you had to start trying to play real football with Zach Wilson and believe that he could develop, or you need to just go away. And like, you couldn't keep doing what you were doing as an offense, like where you're trying to hide him. Right. And like you, you just can't win in the NFL like that big picture. And at least they chose the other direction. So you, you could have, right. If he did a Jimmy Garoppolo impression and did all of the things you were doing to hide him well, but like, that wasn't the case. Like we, we talked about his, his clean pocket uh, stats and everything. And like, that was very much a jets structure statistic like that right that wasn't a zach wilson statistic like uh, on those clean pocket plays he had the one of the lowest a dots in the league right like he wasn't doing anything 
there that was like lifting up the offense in those clean pocket statistics. So it's just one of the things like, but if he had continued to do that, well, the problem is like, he wanted to get outside of structure. He wanted to make things happen with his arm. And that's where you get in trouble. Like I was looking back uh, today, the things I wrote for like what, quarterbacks could need to do for that year two leap and i looked at the the draft class and it was basically what i said of what like went wrong with zach wilson last year it like you could just copy and paste what happened for this year if things were good in structure there were a lot of easy buttons but he never wanted to use them like he was drafted because of his ability or his perceived ability to play out of structure and use his arm and he wanted to do that whenever possible and like that just it wasn't good enough and he wasn't good when he was doing that so it got them into trouble and now like we look at a, a jets team right now they are going to you know be playing the bears probably without justin fields um but even you with think, justin fields you should beat the bears right if you are that type of team obviously yeah uh with, with the type of defense that you have uh but that that's kind of where i'm getting into where like you're playing down to an opponent that you should be looking right now 538 has the jets uh with a 46 percent chance uh to make the playoffs they're like kind of right on the cusp yeah. of, of those like middle tier uh afc teams like the patriots are 55 percent uh because they have a uh, they're also at six and four, but do have those wins over the Jets. So the, uh, the tiebreakers there, um, you, you have the Bengals uh, also six and four at 59%. Um, so like, it's just, it's one of those things where like you, you should be beating some of these teams because of the, at least that defense. Right. And you do have some of those easy, but you have so many good skill position players where we like have seen some of the process of those things that that can work well, like just, get Garrett Wilson the ball, throw Elijah Moore the ball. Like those are like the simplest things you can do in this offense. And they just weren't able to do that. Whether like Mike White can do that, I'm not totally sure. Like it really matters. Um, but yeah, like Mike White threw eight interceptions last year on 132 passes. Yeah, it was not great. It was like a 6% uh, <laughs> interception rate. It it wasn't like I was going back. To be fair, I remember, that at, like, that, at that point, the Jets literally were like down to like Keelan Cole as wide so at least yeah. give, at least give him the benefit of the doubt. Like he's walking into a much better talented situation uh, for that. But he this dude got to protect the ball better than he did. Yeah, and that's it's kind of <laughs> one of those things. You just you want him to do what Zach Wilson should have been doing. Yeah, like if if Mike White has more than like a six a dot in any game, um, he, he's he's trying to do too much. I need him to have more than a six a dot. <laughs> We're trying to get Garrett Wilson. We're trying to get these bags pumped. <laughs> Yeah, but like, just let, let him run after the catch. Let him catch a slant and run. <laughs> Slants are your friend, man. Um, so it's just it's one of those interesting things where like there's there's so many just kind of uh, in this tightly type of contested middle ground of the AFC. We're just the, the fact that the Jets have gotten to this point is is kind of crazy where they they need to make this move. Like there, there was no way they could go into the Chicago game like having Zach Wilson as quarterback. It just, it feels like that was impossible uh, for the locker. Yeah, the worst like, thing, the worst thing to have happened was you play Zach Wilson, he plays whatever you win the game. And it's just like a false sense of security. Right. Absolutely. And that's just, it kind of feels like it's some teams have been uh, tricked into that way for like a, a highly picked quarterback uh, for, sometimes and and the fact that the jets are just like no we we need to win and, and this isn't working like we are a very like analytical based you know the podcast and kind of looking into facts and things but just like the vibes around that team just have to be completely different like with mike white as the starter instead of zach wilson like i just feel like the dejected feeling that would have happened with with wilson going into that game is just like i i don't know how any team would have been able to to go into that so yeah, that, that feels like it, it has like week 12 ramifications. And like, this is another team, like a very long-term ramifications. Like what do the jets think they are right now? Like, obviously they have that defense. We know defensive performance is not, it's something that is going to be able to sustain right. uh, for a very long time. So what the jets feel their timeline is, uh, obviously, they already have the Jimmy G connection, but like, oh, yeah, that's, team the that... front. that's everyone. He'll be if you put Jimmy G on the market, the odds would be Jets first, easy, like, easy. 
Right. But like, if you're the Jets, like, is that exciting? Is that what you want to be? Do you want to be the Jimmy G team? I, I don't know. It's, I don't know, man. Did you see the Jets fan base, the vitriol they had in the defense of Zach Wilson the last month? Like, I mean, the internet was a dark place with Jets fans the last month. Yeah. I mean, that, that happens with, <laughs> with every team and, and a bad quarterback. They, they're the last people to, to believe the, I mean, real, the real lesson learned here is that it like Josh Allen is an anomaly. That's what we've learned. Yeah. And, and it's one of those <laughs> things like we, we know like if there are not signs of progress, like by year two, it's just, it's not going to be a thing. Um, and we just keep, because we've done it now with, I think like three different quarterbacks since Josh Allen, I think it was Darnold, Daniel Jones, and then now Zach Wilson. Like we can't just keep saying, look what happened to, to Josh Allen. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it, it only happens to Josh Allen. Um, so let's, let's move on to, to one of the other teams um, in that middle tier uh, in the AFC and, and a like intriguing game, even though it, I'm not sure how fun it's going to be to watch uh, because it involves the Tennessee Titans and Tennessee Titan games are, are not fun to watch. And like, that that's the point, right? Like they want to make games. Derrick Henry's throwing passes, man. Traylon Burks is catching long passes. Sure, but like they want to drag you down, like into the muck and grind out games against them. And if this game is anything other than like a 17-14 slugfest, uh, I will be very surprised because that's just that's just what the Titans want to do. Um, but we look at the Bengals, like. The Bengals have started to, again, like figure some things out. We had Jamar Chase, um, who's been cleared to practice, I believe was limited, or we're recording this on Wednesday. He was limited in practice on Wednesday to push into play for Sunday. We also kind of saw T. Higgins unlocked a little bit. It's just one of those things where like T. Higgins is like really good and probably be like a wide receiver one on, I don't know, half the teams in the league right now, but he's like the wide receiver two because he's, yeah, next to jamar chase <laughs> um so like you you still have that luxury uh they're they're finding out ways to like again this is still a team that's had figured out some things in shotgun we had all this samaje p ryan stuff uh getting like kind of creative passes um out of the backfield uh nixon still up in the air whether he plays probably not it looks like still in uh, concussion protocol they're doing a lot of of fun things. A little bit. I was looking at Joe Burrow's stats, like from empty, and he's using it much less this year. So we, we talked about it. I know I talked about it a whole bunch last year. He went was in empty twenty five point four percent of the time last year. It's only nineteen point one percent this year. But what they're doing is is a little bit better. He's not really like throwing downfield more. Um, He's actually has a lower a dot, uh, but he's just been like better at making those decisions, and they don't feel as rushed. He's cut his sack rate in half, um, and, and that was one of the things. Like while he was in empty, it was the way to kind of spread the ball out to kind of protect the offensive line. But he was still like taking a whole bunch of sacks. He was getting sacked on ten point one uh, percent of his empty dropbacks this year. It's only five percent. He's taken four sacks in empty this year. So while you're doing that, you're taking away the negative plays. He hasn't thrown an interception from empty either. So while they're not using it as much, it's one of those things where they're using it a lot more efficiently. Uh, and I think that's also like helping out just kind of the overall structure um, of the offense uh, a little bit. And it's just kind of one of those little things that they've just tweaked just a little bit. And, and it's a good sign, I think, for what this offense has been able to do just kind of overall. Yeah, when I look at the Bengals, I'm curious now about their defense more than anything and where this thing yeah. is because – you know, you look at the past couple weeks, I mean, they couldn't stop the Browns on, on Halloween night. You obviously get the reprieve. You play the Panthers, you know, at home. Uh, and then the Steelers put up a fight in that game. And, like, they moved the ball better than, like, the Steelers have really moved it all year, especially on the ground uh, with Najee Harris. And then you give up a couple big deep passing plays and Pickens put one down, too. They let Pickens get free for another one that would should have been a touchdown. It would have been a holding anyways. But – yeah, this defense right now, with the amount of injuries they have, you wonder if that's catching up to them. Uh, and you look at their schedule the rest of the way out. I mean, this is kind it's of It's rough, time. man. Yeah, it's crunch time. You play the Chiefs the, next week. Uh, you obviously get the Browns, who like own, they kind of have Burrow's number at this point. Uh, then you got the Buccaneers. You still play the Bills. You still play the Ravens. Like it, it, it's 
this is kind of a you want to say like it is a must win, but like they're six and four in the AFC. The Ravens are pulling ahead. Like they're they're gonna need this one. Um, and and if the defense isn't able to hold up the end of the bargain, like that's like where I'm probably the most concerned about them right now. Because uh, the Titans are doing kind of their thing, man. Like you said, uh, and, and they and on Thursday the Titans like said, was it like fun? Like was it like you excited to watch it? But like they were doing things offensively, like they haven't really done all year. So it, like if they're just gonna open this thing up a little bit, and they kind of have to because they're bad at just lining up and running the football. I know that's what they want to do, and they're gonna right. do a lot of it, but they're really bad at it, just like lining up and running the football, especially in early downs. They're they're one of the worst teams. We kind of go through this every year. But to see them just open it up a little bit, I mean, like they did last week, like that play they ran uh, on the opening drive, the down trail Hilliard, like the scheme of that was, was incredible. Um, and you get Traylon Burks involved, like I said earlier. You, Robert Woods showed up, like the ghost of Robert Woods. Uh, I mean, they were doing things on Thursday that they haven't done all year, and they're going to need to do those things because, like I said, they're really bad at just lining up and running Derrick Henry for despite the public perception that, like, they're good at it. Yeah, they, they're really good at you know, sprinkling in a concept or two like throughout a game uh that'll kind of spring a big play they're weirdly like one of the best teams in the league at getting a running back or vertical in the passing game um and like that uh running back is always Dontrell Hilliard um and it's just like it's just one of those weird wrinkles that they have like they are well, I don't think they had a touchdown catch before this year Right. Uh, and you look, uh, yeah, one, uh, week one uh, against the Giants, a, a nice, uh, mm-hmm. one kind of that went up the seam. Um, and then, uh, again, they had a, a couple good plays, uh, to him in, in this past game. So, like, they, they like are able to kind of throw in some of that stuff. Um, you know, two weeks ago, they had the, the flea flicker, uh, that went for the long touchdown. Like, they're, they're able to throw in some of those types of, it's not like their main core of the offense but they have just enough that they can like create a, a chunk play or two um, that outside of, you know, what they want to do. So it's just one where like, it, it's just a, a typical Titans thing, right? It, like you said, it's not, it's not fun, um, but it's going to get the job done. And, and that's kind of where they are in right now. And that's why they are like the surviving team of the AFC South right now. Cause they're just the only ones who can like kind of execute what they want to do. Uh, and there's just no other team in that division who's been able to do it. Um, and then you have you have the defense that's playing really well. Um, you know, uh, Robert Mays uh, pointed this out on Twitter last weekend. Something I found when I was like looking into them for uh, Football Outsiders Almanac last year. Like they play with like the lightest boxes uh, on defense, and they're not a team that you think would play like a lot of light boxes. When you think of the Titans, you kind of think of what their offense is the heavier and like inviting defenses into uh, a heavy box to play the run. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> true, uh, but like that's that's part of their structure. They do a lot of too high stuff. They play with a lot of. Uh, white boxes but they're so good against the run uh because they just have like guys who are able to uh, just clog up holes like jeffrey simmons is, is playing incredible this year uh david long who is playing as like one of the best linebackers just kind of all around uh in the league right now i had him the second team on my uh midseason all pro he's been really good fitting the run he's one of the best coverage linebackers uh in the league this year they just have a lot of of pieces the secondary is coming together um you know christian fulton had a bit of a, a you know up and down beginning of the season after a really good year last year he's playing really well um over this this last stretch of the season uh, you just have a lot of pieces there and, and like that that defense it's very hard to you know they, they've given up some like passing volume just because a lot of teams are passing on them because they do have the leads and and that type of stuff but like it's not really a lot of like effective passing um mm-hmm. if that makes sense so like they're, they're still kind of making you kind of go through the muck while while they're passing while you're passing against them too. So it's just, it's one of those teams where it's just like, they do all of these like little things really well. Uh, and, and it just kind of, it continues. And, and that's kind of just where the Titans are again. Like, and, and that's enough right now in this current version of the NFL to be like one of the better playoff teams uh, in the league. Remember we were going to do the side bet Titans or Steelers, man. Uh, you took the Steelers ahead of the Titans. 
and we I, I did in that. the team draft, but I, I said I did not feel good about it at the time. <laughs> I mean, this is just what it is. The, the Titans just like they're like under Vrabel and in this division, particularly, like they just don't bottom out. I mean, that's kind of like their whole philosophy, right? Like on a per game basis, when you think about it, like their whole thing is like, let's just not bottom out. Like, it, like <laughs> and that's kind of their whole philosophy, man. Just like kind of, kind of fight, right? Just hang in the fight. That's really how, not how their approach is. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And uh, I mean, it's, it's working right now. I'm I, this is another team. I mean, they like... shouldn't outright beat the chiefs. Like they, I mean, if, if obviously if Tano plays the game, it's a little different, but like they're, they, like I said, they're really bad at just lining up and running the football when teams know they're doing it. And yeah. that's what happened in the chiefs game. Then the second yeah. half, like they couldn't throw, they couldn't get any passing concepts at all and get any first downs. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> definitely a rough one uh, on offense. But but again, like just they, keeping games close, and, that, and that's what they're going yeah. to do. And and against worse teams, uh, they'll take just enough advantage of it. And yeah, it's just kind of it's what they are at this point. Um, yeah, I would imagine though that this one doesn't really necessarily pop uh, in the box score, but you never know because like, the Bengals defense really isn't playing particularly well of late either. So maybe we get there. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, to go back to, to Cincinnati, that, that stretch, man, it's mm-hmm. the hardest hardest remaining schedule uh, in the league for football outsiders, uh, and that's just – it's tough. So right now we just said – No, I mean, like, you lose – you look at that, they lose opening week to Trubisky uh, yeah. in a game where you have a ton of turnovers. You still have force overtime, but you don't close. They lose the next week to Cooper Rush. Like, these are the things, like, when we look back on, you're going to be like, oh, wow, like, this is where, like, we blew it. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, right now, just playing with the the five thirty eight probabilities, they have fifty nine percent chance to make the playoffs. With the loss to the Titans, that goes down to forty nine percent. Then you have the Chiefs the next week. If it's a loss to the Chiefs, then you're sitting at six and six and a thirty five percent chance to make the playoffs. And that's you know without you know the the dynamics of of any other knowing the win loss record of any other teams. But like it's it is rough. Like it, this is kind of a, a must win because it's it's not easy sailing uh, for the rest of the season. Which um, is why they're trying to accelerate Chase. You know, the accelerate this timeline. Yeah, which like it's just kind of one of those. Hopefully that doesn't backfire. I definitely don't want to backfire. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you kind of have to definitely weigh those things. Um, as we move on, like it's there's again like a a bunch of games that have like yeah, one lopsided. interesting team, and I think Ravens Jaguars is interesting. I know like from a public for stance, like it probably doesn't mean much because the Jaguars are largely out of it, but like yeah. If, there, there's no way you could tell me outside looking in. Like if you, if we flash forward to Monday and the Jaguars won this game, I would not be blown away. I also wouldn't be blown away if they lost by 14. But like, <laughs> I mean, this Ravens team, like when you watch them, like it's it's such a struggle sometimes, man. Like it, it is just so hard. They have one good player on offense, well, two actually, because I'm not, I'm, I'm counting skill players. But like this, this was kind of the problem structurally, like right all off season. It was like, who are they going to get to play wide receiver? And like, they just kept saying nobody. <laughs> and, and no one has gotten worse and more injured throughout the year. Yeah. Like we're looking at like Demarcus Robinson is the wide receiver one on this team right now. Yes. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's rough. You know, when, when you look at like the just EPA per, uh, like play and EPA the defense versus- has come around. The defense yeah. is good now. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things like they've been helped out by, by kind of a, a bad schedule. Like they've mm-hmm. certainly lucked into a good stretch of offenses that will make a defense look better than it is. But like conceptually it has also been better. So like they might not be as good as some of the, like stats would, would say they are, but still like conceptually they are getting better. Like the Roquan Smith trade absolutely has helped uh, a lot when they're still playing a lot of nickel. They're still playing a little bit of dime, but like having Roquan Smith in the middle now lets Patrick Queen do like things that Patrick Queen is good at. And Patrick Queen doesn't now have to do everything the middle linebacker, like in a dime defense needs to do. Right. So that like, take some responsibility off of him that's helped him out tremendously like he has looked way better uh in that point uh kyle hamilton right now like they've kind of figured out how to use him uh about half his uh snaps right now uh over since like week seven like this win streak that they've been on uh just about half his snaps have been 
lined up in the slot or at least his coverage snaps have been in the slot. So they're kind of figuring that out. They just uh, announced that Marcus Williams is going to mm-hmm. be coming back from IR. So uh, while you've figured out what to do with Kyle Hamilton, now you have that deep safety who's going to have even more presence uh, in the back end there. So like things are coming around. The pass rush is starting to get a little healthier. You know, Justin Houston is still doing Justin Houston things. Jason Pierre-Paul is is doing Jason Pierre-Paul, like, or like 20, like 13 Jason Pierre-Paul things um like he he looks pretty good you have a a lot of things that are working uh in along that line so it's just a lot of structural and the thing that wasn't working with baltimore early was like communication right we kind of saw that a whole bunch early in the season uh where they were like trying to do a little too much um and they like had a lot of blown coverages just because like someone didn't cover something correctly that really hasn't been the case anymore and again like the offenses haven't been able to take advantage uh to that point but yeah that the the defense is fun the offense is still just like it's so much lamar please bail us out here and like that that's a lot to put on like one person uh and like sometimes he can do it and like more often than not but like they're they're putting so much on his plate uh so right now he is uh where are we going here he's 15th in in epa per play which is going to include designed rushes uh he is as as this loads and i look at uh, the rankings here but he is only a 21st in epa per dropback uh which does not include uh, designed rushes so like that type of that split like shows how much is just based on what Lamar Jackson can do as a design rusher, whether it's, you know, it's a read option or some of the other design runs. The only successful thing in that offense right now is coming through those designed rushes. And like, that's carrying everything. And like, that's just kind of how this thing was built. And we're just kind of seeing the upper limits of what like that type of offense can, can really do when you don't have the skill position players where like he can just come back and, and pass. Cause it's, it's, it's hard. Like there's, there's no easy buttons in that offense. Like we just talked about the jets about like a quarterback who couldn't take advantage of them. Like this offense right now just doesn't have them. No, not at all. And that's kind of been like the one bugaboo and the, and I still consider it to probably be a bugaboo for the remainder of the season. It's, it's hard to see them really. They're yeah, a team too. Like they're, they're never going to bottom out. Like they're not going to bottom out. That's what they do. Uh, you know, last year it took kind of like, even la- even there, they kind of were fighting to the end, you know, last year with everything that they had, but the defense isn't going to bottom out this year like it did last year. But when you get in the postseason, right. we'll have these conversations when we get there with the Ravens, like who are they going to be able to punch up with when just like good offense are able to score and beat good defense? Uh, and that's where they're going to run in trouble. Yeah. And if you're still relying on Demarcus Robinson at that point, right? Like Mark <laughs> Andrews is, be, a, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Mark Andrews is a good player, but like Mark Andrews can be covered up by like a linebacker and a safety. If you're not worried about any other wide receiver, right? So like they just, and schematically they don't have things that are going to get those guys open. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a thing right now in this Ravens offense. So it's, it's, it's tough. Um, and it's going to continue to be that way. And like just Lamar Jackson going Superman mode is really the only way that this offense has has thrived over the past couple of weeks. And it, it, that's just going to be the thing. And like, it's again, like you're going to get into the playoffs and we're going to have that conversation as when like they probably ultimately fall short and like people are going to blame Lamar because like oh, you yeah. can't win oh, this way. I'm like, but, <laughs> but like, what, what are you Those are already in drafts, man. Those are yeah. already in tweet drafts. Uh, they're just ready to be sent out. Yeah, man. I, I just, it's, it's a, it's a no win <laughs> situation for him because he he's carried that offense to where it is right now. Um, and the fact that he has uh, like no other help at the skill positions is 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 crazy. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. And like this 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 should be like this is a type of a game where you should be able to take advantage of like a secondary that's not good, right? But like you don't have the wide receivers to do right. that, and so it's just like it it the degree of difficulty here for this offense just continues to rise. Um, but like Lamar Jackson is, is really good. And that's just kind of where, where we are right now with, with the Ravens. And it's just, 
it's, something's got to change for, for 2023. Like you can't, can't run this back like with Greg Roman and no wide receivers. Like there's just, <laughs> there's no way it's, it's, it's gone on for too long. Uh, so, I mean, other games like the poor, poor, like, I'm going to assume a Fox who thought like Rams chiefs was going to be this great week, 12 game coming up. <laughs> Uh, yeah. a Thanksgiving weekend at a, on a late afternoon time. And like the, the, we were kind of talking about it earlier before we started recording, like the Rams should just be, be punting this season. Uh, the chiefs are, are good. And like the, the chiefs are, are just doing all the things like we expected the chiefs to do. Um, and whether it's like with, with receivers or not, they're, they're still finding ways, uh, which is kind of exactly what they did against the chargers. I mean, it, yeah, you just, how, you just, how do you not double cover Travis Kelsey? You gotta throw every, gotta throw it on, especially at that run out after Tony got hurt and like no receiver was making any plays, like Sky Moore started to make some, but like at that point, like they were just out. There was a point where the Chiefs came out in the second half, tried to throw, I think they went three and out, and they were like, hang on, we don't have anybody making any plays right now. And they just came out and ran the whole next drive. <laughs> yeah and that's just kind of one of those things like they they can win that way now too yep. especially like if, if you have well, a weakness. The like it's because yeah like i said uh if you have a weakness like the chargers do at, yeah. at a run defense uh, they're going to take advantage of, of whatever that is um the internet broke brandon staley it's real tough scenes uh so the toughest of speaking scenes. of the chargers like chargers cardinals like weirdly intriguing because yeah. these cardinals are, are not intriguing at any level Except I mean, for this... maybe them having everyone healthy. The, the the past 17 games, the Cardinals are five and twelve now. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> um I mean they're, yeah, just, they're not good. They're just not good. They, they, their defense just they they flat out quit defensively in the second half of that game on Monday. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like they were always a defense playing. Above, above yeah, yeah, the yeah. talent level, and we've talked about that like so many times. And then you like you, you don't have Buda Baker, and that makes everything a lot harder. Um, but yeah, so like, what exactly is this offense going to look like? Like, if everyone is healthy, if Kyler comes back, I don't like. Is there enough? They just extended both those guys, Kyle and Cliff. Does either guy get pulled at the end of the year? I don't know, man. I. Like, someone's gonna probably have to be the fall guy for this season. I I feel that way, but like <laughs> Steve Kime just kind of feels like he's yeah, I guess best he's, buds yeah, I guess with he's got, he's with well, and like that just doesn't seem like it's going to be something that that cuts ties. Um, what's gonna happen is they do the and they do what Mickey Loomis does, but on a quieter level, they just sign a bunch of bad old players every year. Yeah, and that's that's really part of the. The, the team building that that really just did not work like obviously they've they've taken some swings and misses like isaiah simmons is is playing well now but it, it took a while and you have now him in what year three and then you have zaven collins who hasn't completely clicked yet so you have like the input side linebackers in back-to-back round ones mm. um obviously like you just haven't had any talent at quarterback corner for a while um yeah like the like the, the JJ Watt thing is one thing, like the AJ Green, like him just kind of hanging around, him, his just presence, like even though like he doesn't always play a lot, it's kind of just depends on the game and who else is available. Um, but yeah, just like the, the fact that like those were the additions that this team has made over the past couple years is, is wild. And I, I don't exactly know why. And, go into like the James Conner extension uh, that mm. they handed out. It's just been like questionable move after questionable yeah. move. And like for like all, even the like criticisms we have with Cliff, like what, what is he exactly supposed to do with some of this stuff? It's true. Um, I kind of like, got to that like, point with the worksheet too, with the Broncos, like, cause like we've been dunking on the Broncos the whole year, right? Like they've, underachieved like at this point like the broncos have no healthy players like eventually we just have to be like yeah it's bad from a top-down stance but like also like what are you supposed to do like last week the broncos are missing three star offensive linemen kendall hittens their wide receiver two and latavius murray is their starting running back like what 
like what what are we supposed to do at this point like we can't just i, I get it like it's like you you we could criticize the move and defend and everything but like at this point like there's just no bodies yeah yeah it's kind of <laughs> gotten to that point where like we kind of just yeah. kind of need to shift expectations a, a little yes. bit um, that's kind of where we are the cardinals right like they're just not good like i mean maybe they can actually create like have some excitement from a talent perspective to close the season for us at least if the hollywood comes back and rondo comes back but shit man we haven't seen those guys play together yet yeah <laughs> and like maybe that is a thing that like there's there's just enough there where there's maybe like some uh, a bit of a the proof of concept uh to to go forward but yeah it, it's going to be tough to bring that entire group i mean i've just told this story uh on the pod but like when we were at the combine and like we had it was like cliff and and kyan were like back to back uh during like the the pressers that they have for like the entire media and like it was just like a whole bunch of the yeah like we we haven't done great cliff was like yeah i didn't do a great job adjusting and then like they go off and we were like wow those were weird press conferences and then like two hours later the the contract extensions were announced and it's just like it, it just unforced error like neither one of them need to needed to be extended at that time it's just like an, an, a complete unforced error to to try to to do that. So I, I really don't know what they're doing there. Um, I mean, look at like some of some of these other games, uh, like the Eagles Packers. Like I don't, I don't even know if that's interesting anymore, right? Like the- let me ask you this, and you can keep politics out if you want. But like, should the Browns just play Jacoby Brissett the rest of the year? I mean, it is going to be a real rough look if the offense is not good when Watson comes back. But why um, should we expect it to be good? The dude hasn't played so in that's two that's years, also but... like kind of the thing. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't played in two years, and like even when he did play, like he was, I, it was you know a high efficiency, but like the team sucked. Um, so like that was also like one of those things. Just yeah, I. I don't know. Like, yeah, Brissett could not be doing like much better uh, from what he's like been asked to do uh, right now. He's eighth in uh, EPA per dropback, uh, adding a couple of design runs, and he's been you know e- even a little better. Uh, it's also uh, eighth in, in EPA per play when you add those in. Um, but the, the quarterbacks in front of him are, are Tua, Mahomes, Allen, Garoppolo, Prescott, yeah. Hertz, Burrow, and then you have Jacoby Brissett. So like. Yeah, I I don't know. Like he, he's probably the better option for the rest of the season. Yeah, and you're out of it. So like, no, I think about it from like an optic stance, right? Like, because obviously no one's rooting for Watson outside of Cleveland Browns fans. Uh, Maybe even half of them aren't. But you know, like, and and yeah, he come. He hasn't played. I guess maybe use this period to knock off the rust, so you can come reset. But like. yeah, it's it's a tough spot to be in. They they play a bunch of good teams too to close, um, especially now that maybe like the Commanders are live. I don't believe that, but <laughs> uh, yeah, the Heineke thing's happening again. We did this. We've done this already. I'm- like. I mean, the, the one thing you can say, and I think is kind of why the Commanders are live in a sense, is that Terry McLaurin is live, right? Like the one thing Taylor Heineke does. It's throw to Terry McLaurin. <laughs> and like that's, too. It that, didn't work that's out all well. you need to do, right? But like you you look at it, so it, McLaurin's A dot is almost exactly the same um as it was with Carson Wentz. He had a 13.43 A dot with Wentz. He has a 13.42 A dot uh with Taylor Heineke. 1.56 yards per route run with Carson Wentz, 2.93 with Taylor Heineke, 16.4% target share with Wentz, 31.6% target share uh, with with Heineke. Uh, so, like, that's just, that's the thing. It's just, like, you, th- it, it can be sometimes playing quarterback, like, obviously a very difficult thing, but, like, sometimes there are very easy answers. And, like, if you're the commander's quarterback, throwing to Terry McLaurin is the easiest answer you can have. And, like, that's what he's doing and like the the offense has gotten better it's it's not a secret 
Um, so it's just, you know, one of those things for as long as like that can go, obviously like, you're not going to be buying into Taylor Heineke as a long-term and like they saw last year and like they saw Taylor Heineke in extended period last year and still went, eh, maybe we should trade for Carson Wentz. So if you are a quarterback who has made your team think you should trade for Carson Wentz once, like you're probably not the long-term answer going forward in the future. Um, so like that's, that's kind of where Washington is. But again, like they are one of these teams in the NFC now that is kind of in the middle of everything. And if they you know, string together a win, um, you know, or two, they're kind of in like the playoff picture. And again, it's just because like no one else is good. So like they are one of those teams where it, again, like this is kind of the theme, just one of those, like what, what do you think you are? Um like right now and going forward, because uh, like if you're going to use like we're in those in the hunt graphics and like this means we're we're a good team and we're setting ourselves up for the future, then I think you're you're probably mistaken. Uh, and they are going to be uh, they're I think one of the the poster teams uh, of like what this last couple of of weeks are going to be. Um. But yeah, it's we're we're just at an interesting point, right? Like you said, like two two thirds through the season, uh, we just it's going to be fun to see kind of what shapes up here because we're getting we have like all of those queer things at, at the top, right? We have a, a lot of a lot of stuff in the middle, and that's kind of what we're going to spend our time talking about right now um for probably the next couple of weeks because like those are those are the interesting teams like the, the washington's of the world have somehow like made themselves the most intriguing teams because like they could go either way and that's just kind of where we are uh, in this season so <laughs> i mean that's at the point like i we could wish we could talk about like a chiefs bills matchup every week that's just not kind of <laughs> where we are uh right now so we're a lot of a lot of command a lot of commanders talk uh, for for the next <laughs> couple of weeks or the equivalent of commanders talk for the next Ooh. couple of weeks. Um, so uh, we can end the show here. Uh, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. Uh, obviously, you will be listening to this after Thanksgiving. So I uh, hope you guys all had a, a great holiday. Um, you can find all of our work on sharpfootballanalysis.com. Uh, you can find all of Rich's work and, and the worksheet. We have uh, discounted fantasy packages for the rest of the season. So if you are you know, heading into you know, the home stretch, into your fantasy playoffs, uh, I made the Scott Fishbowl playoffs for, for the first time. And, bang, bang. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to probably uh, need the worksheet very much because the roster uh, is falling apart as uh, as the, the playoffs near. Uh, but uh, we have uh, some some discounted fantasy packages for the rest of the season. I highly highly um, recommend uh, getting one of those so you can follow Rich's work uh, throughout uh, the rest of the season. You can find him on Twitter at Lord Reeves. Find me on Twitter at Dan Pizzuta. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you again soon.